0: Hi friends, it's Brittany Moses, and you're listening to the Faith and Mental Wellness Podcast, the podcast at the intersection of faith, mental health, and wellness, where we get to dive into expert insights and the realities of those with lived experience to help us live more insightful, connected, and wholehearted lives. We understand that the views shared here are respectively held by each individual and is not a substitute for professional care or an alternative to seeking personal help from your clinician or provider and is ours to discern. So sit with us. This podcast episode is brought to you by UHSM HealthShare a unique healthcare membership on a mission to create holistic wellness for the mind, body, and spirit. I'm honored to partner with UHSM and its community of faithful members. Together, we plan to create more awareness and programs around mental health and the role it plays in our overall balanced health. If you or someone you know is frustrated with their current healthcare, I encourage you to inquire about membership options at www.uhsm.com or call 1-800-900-8476. Friend, have you heard the news? I'm officially releasing my first book this summer with Dayspring Publishing. It feels wild saying that, but I have been behind the scenes writing away and it is happening. It's called Worthy, 50 Mindful Moments to Bring Peace and Clarity to Your Day. And honestly, it is the book that I've been wanting to read. Listen, have you found yourself feeling more anxious and overwhelmed in today's cultural climate? Has the modern social media world and hustle culture left you on a roller coaster of feeling insecure and inadequate no matter how much you do? Or do you tend to struggle with people pleasing in order to feel valuable and worthy? you are certainly not alone. Many of us have been struggling at the intersection of our faith and our mind in today's world. So whether you need a total digital detox or just a little more balance, I've truly aimed to gather the information and inspiration to help you feel a little more refreshed, more clear, and more at peace within each day. These 50 faith-inspired devotions are integrated with helpful psychological tips and insights to reset each day with a grounded mind and spirit. I wish you had this in your hands in front of you because you'll see that it has a beautiful, simplistic design with short yet impactful messages of peace and clarity along with inspirational quotes and affirmations and mental health trackers so readers will be able to declutter your mind, check in with your mental health, and focus on how to show up with intention for each day. In essence, this interactive devotional is designed to help you 1. Practice a more grounded and internal sense of security 2. Realign with your values and convictions to show up confidently as your true self 3. Refresh your faith with the hope and peace of God's Word 4. Develop the psychological tools to better cope with anxiety and overwhelm, and 5. Redefine the necessary boundaries for your overall mental, emotional, and spiritual health, and so much more. Within Worthy, get ready to reclaim your days with a sound mind to show up confidently for the life God has called you to live. You can grab the book on Amazon or Dayspring.com or Barnes & Noble and really wherever books are sold, and the links to order will be in the show notes below so be sure to check it out. Now let's dive into today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Faith and Mental Wellness Podcast. So glad you're spending your time here with us today. I'm super excited because I have a friend of mine on the podcast today and it's always nice when we have friends and that's Amanda Pittman and you may have seen her or heard of her, but if you haven't, she's got some really great stuff going on um, online, but also she just came out with her book and we're gonna talk a little bit about that. But today we're talking about overcoming insecurity and standing in confidence. And it was funny cause I was just telling amanda we've talked about so many things on this podcast around mental health but i don't think we've ever out of the 70 now episodes talked specifically about insecurity and this is really amanda's wheelhouse so um i will let her introduce herself amanda how are you doing
1: i'm doing great thank you so much for having me on the podcast Brittany. of course Um, yeah so my name is amanda I live in Dallas, Texas, with my husband and my two kids. Um, I've been married for eight years. Um, my kids are Elijah and Lily. They're my world. Um, I also lead a ministry called Confident Woman Co., which equips women to stand confidently upon the finished work of Jesus. I absolutely love doing that. I had my first conference this year, which was a blast. Um, and uh we have a community that we do challenges with and they do Bible studies together, prayer groups, all of that, which is awesome and um also author speaker all that kind of stuff all the things um, so i really enjoy all of that um but i this was never really my plan for my life you know i never thought to myself ah you know when i grow up i'm going to be like an author speaker and do podcasts like i never considered that for my life um, my plan for my life was to become a professional flutist in a major Symphony Orchestra, which I'm, I'm sure Brittany knows a little bit about because her husband is a an incredible pianist. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So that was my world, you know, constantly mm-hmm. in practice rooms and hearing people go over the same run five times, ten times, twenty times. Right. So, yep. um, uh, God has a funny way of um, changing your plans for His purposes.
0: Oh, totally. I love that so much. I love the musical aspect. When I found out that you were in classical music, I was like, so cool, because obviously I'm married to a musician and that's its own world. And um, just seeing how the community of Confident Woman Co. has grown over the past few years, seeing how you've grown in your calling and in your voice and um, in your story, right? Because we all have come from just a mix of things in our lives which you talk about in your book where we really think that there are people who are confident and there are people who are not we kind of divide mm-hmm. the world into these two people like someone might look at you and be like oh Amanda's so confident like she's always she must have always been this way or mm-hmm. it's just the way that she's wired or whatever it might be and I, I and and that's just too black and white it's and mm-hmm. And even how we define confidence, right? This month's theme is all about living with grounded confidence and intention and fully showing up as your true self. So, not just smoke and mirrors or hot air puffed up in status or outward appearance, but really in the integrity of aligning with who God has called us to be from Mm -hmm. a place of daily surrender and building a foundation around the things that matter most. And Um, I was really happy to just kind of make that the theme of the month. And so I would love for starters, in your book, you know, Standing in Confidence, you did talk about how you have struggled with insecurity for most of your life. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what has that looked like for you? And Mm -hmm. does it look the same for all women?
1: Yeah, I definitely would say it looks different for every person, um, depending on their context, depending on the voices around them, Um, depending on the lies that the enemy plants within us at a young age. Um, For me, I believed the lie from a young age that my worth was dependent on my performance, Mm -hmm. um, how well I could do at something. And uh, it wasn't something that I intrinsically had, but more so something to be earned. Um, yeah. and then as I got older uh and I got into romantic relationships, uh, I believed a lie that my worth and my value as a woman is tied to um my sexuality or it's tied to my yeah. appearance or um how well I can mold myself into someone else's preferences. And um these lies really wreaked havoc because what I found was the more that I tried to find identity worth significance in those areas by just like pumping more into that, um, the more insecure I felt Mm -hmm. It's like sinking sand. It, Mm -hmm. It was never enough. And that's the thing about placing your worth or your identity in anything that can be taken away from you is that it's, it's so fleeting. It's so temporary and it doesn't work at the end of the day. Um, And so that's why, you know, you can see some of the highest performing people in their field, they can still have feelings of inadequacies or some of the most beautiful women can still feel super insecure. It, 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 it it can drive us to overwork over, like over, um, overwork people, please perform, have this, these types of mentalities, um, because we're doing those things to establish a place of where a significance identity. And so, it certainly looks different for every woman. Um, and it really depends on the voices in your life. Um, and whenever we're young or really any age, whenever we experience pain, traumatic experiences, we can heal from that event quite well, but the messages that Mm -hmm. event sent us, that is what really takes a lot of work. That's what really breaks our hearts. You know, it's like, you may be sad that your dad didn't show up to your soccer game for three years in a row, and
0: mm-hmm. that may have
1: broken your heart. But the the thing that hurts the most is that you believe the lie that you aren't worth celebrating. You're not worth showing up for. And that's what you have to rewrite. That is what um, is really causing so much pain is, are those lies. And so, I mean, there were lies within my life that I clung to these messages that I believed yeah. um and it took a lot of addressing to rewrite mm-hmm. those um and so depending on the voices in our life the type of uh, pain we've experienced it will yeah. shape these internal narratives and beliefs about the way the world works the way God is who we are all of that yeah i love that you're speaking to this um
0: this internal and not so obvious aspect of it because um, yeah, in the, I guess, therapy world, we call them core beliefs. They're the messages that we've internalized that we have based our beliefs around. And inevitably, we end up acting from those beliefs. Even if yes. we know something with our brain, we know we deserve to be in a healthy relationship. If our internal belief is that um, we're lucky to have someone or we need to conform to be loved, then our actions and who we choose are going to be different because our those are our yeah. core beliefs. So yeah, it's When people think of like, oh, the lies you've been told, we're not talking about these like external things that were said to you. Maybe you didn't grow up where someone said to you, you'll never be anything or you're never amount to anything, right? Like that's a very obvious uh, message, but it's not just those. It's the messages that people's actions sent, you know, us and that we internalize from them, like you said, um, Mm -hmm. that tell us what we are worth. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I know in my experience, if you were kind of in a toxic environment and you were taught to just kind of keep the peace or sweep things under the rug or not say anything, right, then you're kind of being conditioned that your voice doesn't matter and it's your job to conform to the abuser or the perpetrator or what have you Mm -hmm. and people please in order to um, belong. I I mean, there's all these messages and dynamics. And so I'd love that you are speaking to this internal messaging rather than maybe what we think of as, well, I was never told this as a child. It's like, okay, but there are those actions. There's that observational learning.
1: Right. And I think we get so stuck on these moments in our lives, but we don't take a step further and say, how did this moment make me feel? And then Mm -hmm. what message was sent? What did I believe? And that became a part of my internal programming. And I love that you talk about that because that's one of the things I I mentioned in the book when it comes to uh, reclaiming your confidence, because you can have this huge goal to grow in your confidence and become everything that God has called you to be. Uh, But the way I describe it is it's like a, it's like a, a keyboard. If mm-hmm. you have a keyboard and you drop it on the floor and the keys of the keyboard fall on the floor, but then you replace the A where the O goes, every time you try to type Apple, it's going to spell Opal. Right. So <laughs> your input is not matching its output. Yeah. Why? Because the internal programming is still in place. And so we can spend so much time spinning our wheels going really hard on action mm-hmm. or going really hard on um affirmation and i mean affirmation is huge but like you have to actually get to the core of what is it that you believe mm-hmm. and renewing that uh really yeah. upgrading this internal software um so that your your apple can your your apple can actually say apple and not opal um and so I think a lot of women run into that issue whenever it comes to renewing our minds um, because we're not getting to the core of what is it, it that you truly believe? Not what, what is it that you say you believe? What is it that you should mm. believe? What is it that you've been taught to believe? What, that's not what I'm saying. It's what is it, What do you truly believe? Like Because you, you can say, oh yeah, I have faith that this bridge can hold me. Yeah. You can say that with your mouth, but if you never walk across it, you truly believe it cannot support me. So, you know, really looking at what those internal beliefs are and getting to the core of it is absolutely essential. Um, that's why I believe healing is a huge piece, um, to reestablishing confidence in your life and claiming that taking it back. Um, because no matter how many affirmations you say, no matter, uh, No matter if you have the most incredible community around you, if you have not healed and replaced these beliefs and addressed it, then you're going to keep playing out these scripts, this programming, and your body is going to do what your brain is commanding it to do. So we have to renew our minds. Um, And it really starts with getting to the core of what is it that you truly believe about yourself? What is it you truly believe about Mm -hmm. God and others?
0: Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, we're gonna get right back to the conversation cause trust me, I know you'll want to hear the whole thing. But I quickly wanted to share with you this exciting new partnership I have with BetterHelp. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. One of the questions I get asked a lot are how you can go about starting therapy. A number of you are located around the country and even around the world. And as helpful as I often like to be, sometimes I find myself limited in being able to provide the one-on-one resources that you need. Well, I'm happy to say that one option I can share with you today is BetterHelp's online therapy and counseling services with licensed mental health professionals. Since I know a lot of you guys want more faith-based counseling as well, I'm even more excited to share that they also have another service called Faithful Counseling, which has licensed Christian therapists and counselors who are certified by their state where you can receive licensed counseling using your computer, tablet, or mobile phone through video calls, phone calls, or text messaging. So I use BetterHelp Therapy. I've been using it myself, and it's been super convenient, you know, between school, work, and really just having someone to check in with on a regular basis has been so important for my own mental health so what happens is when you sign up you'd be matched with a counselor in 24 hours or less and you can securely message your counselor anytime any day you know day or night and get replies within 24 to 48 hours BetterHelp also has group in our sessions every week where you can learn in groups directly from licensed counselors on multiple topics like relationships and ways to overcome anxiety. Uh, I also found out that financial aid is available for those who qualify and you can apply for financial aid during the sign-up process. Hello! Additionally, listeners of the Faith & Mental Wellness podcast like you get 10% off of their first month using my specific link in the show notes below. And like I said, I know a number of you are around the world. BetterHelp is available worldwide. And if you want to get started and get matched with a counselor within the next 24 hours, I have links to both BetterHelp and Faithful Counseling in the show notes. I should mention that it is not a crisis line, okay? If you are experiencing a crisis, I have a link to all the crisis lines by country in the show notes as well. Check it out and let me know what you think. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. I love everything you're saying, you know, some people find this concept kind of weird, but it's kind of this idea of the inner child. And I totally believe in it. It's that there is this little child in you that was told these things. And even though as you're an adult you know, it's like you can, your mind and your thoughts about yourself and the world around you can still come, are still stuck in kind of what you were told and believed as a child. And I know we mentioned at home, but that's not always the case. Sometimes you can have great parents and it can also be peers. So I wanted to pull that out too. Like it could be your peers. Um, Peers are such an influential community in our lives, especially as we're growing through like teenage years and adolescence and the way your peers interacted with you. Yes. Um, can, also play a role in that. So it's not always at home and parental stuff. Um yeah. something that I did that I found very healing actually was writing a letter to my younger self at the age when I was like wounded the most or hurt the most or believed the most lies and um I just wrote a letter saying like I know you feel this way now but in the future this is who you'll see you this is who you are or just mm-hmm. speaking to my younger self and it was so healing. It was like basically telling myself all the things my younger self needed to hear yeah. now. And it, di- it just did something within me that was like yeah. reclaiming that narrative for myself. So that was that's, just, I don't know, so a practice beautiful. that helped me. I don't know if you have any practices that have helped you kind of reframe Absolutely. that narrative.
1: That's beautiful. Um, I had done that before. Yeah. And um, one of the things that, um, I have done and I do uh, anytime that something has wounded me in any kind of way. Uh, there's this um, book. It was bootlegged um, because a <laughs> friend of mine was like, oh, my goodness, you have to read this book. And then she comes to me with this printed out like photo scanned, like <laughs> PDF, <stapled. laughs> you know, I'm like I don't know where you got this book, but thank you. <laughs> and so and it was called uh, Emotional Healing in Three Easy Steps. I don't mm. know if you're familiar with it. No. Um, I, I think the author is called the, the healing mystic Okay, <laughs> emotion. I know. Right. What a name, um, emotional healing and three easy steps. And that book has been revolutionary to me and mm. so many women who have taught the process too. And so essentially what you do mm-hmm. is you go to a painful event in your life. Um, preferably the earliest. Sometimes we can't remember the earliest right away, yeah. but preferably the earliest, but go to a painful event in your life that you are seeking healing from confrontation is the first step, right? Cause sometimes yeah. we just try to avoid and suppress. You just got to confront it. It's going to hurt. You're going to cry, you know, like just <laughs> something you got to do. And then whenever you do it, the first thing to do is acknowledge what is it that happened? Mm-hmm. Just lay it out. XYZ happened. If you can write it out even better, because sometimes, uh, we are not even honest with ourselves with exactly what has happened. So that's a huge piece of confronting. This is exactly what happened. This is how it happened. Um, and this is a partnership with the Lord. And so anything that you may have forgotten, you can ask the Holy spirit, Holy spirit, bring anything to my remembrance that I may have forgotten, please. Um, and then after that you address the primary emotions associated with that event. And so what I like to do is use a feelings wheel. I'm sure you're familiar with a feeling feelings wheel, um, and really look and say, oh my goodness, this actually made me feel disappointed, or this made me feel, um, unloved, or I felt angry. I felt frustrated, whatever it may be. Um, putting language behind the actual emotion is really helpful for you to identify what's actually going on emotionally. Um, and then after that, um, you remind yourself of what happened, kind of live it out in your mind, uh, feel the emotions again, if you can write down whatever emotions are present. And then after that, that's when you seek the Lord and you say, uh, Lord, can you show me what messages I was sent and believed based on this painful event? So it's not just like I said, that your dad didn't show up to your soccer game three years in a row, but it's, it's that it made you feel like you are unworthy to be celebrated. That is what I believe. And that's why I can't do birthdays. That's why I you know, can't receive attention, whatever it may be. Like there's this lie, this internal belief that I, I'm not that big of a deal, you know, and that's what I truly believe and That's what's hurting me. Um, and so then you can write that down. And then after that you invite the Holy spirit and you say, God, thank you for revealing this to me. Can you please show me what the truth is? That's a key component because I think we're really good. We've gotten good at identifying the lies but healing happens when you acknowledge what is true especially when it comes from your heavenly father um and so this is an opportunity I, I fully believe in hearing the voice of god and it's something that i uh teach in my book um practical steps to it not everybody's going to hear him the same way but i believe that god communicates with us it may not be audibly it may not be visually he communicates with us and so um that's when you just leave space for him to do what only he can do. And he'll reveal to you whatever that truth is. And you write that down. Um, And he may even bring scripture to your remembrance, you know, Um, and you can write that scripture down and stand on that truth. Um, And then after that, you just say, uh, Lord, uh, here is my disappointment, whatever emotion it was, you know, here's my disappointment. Here are my feelings of being unworthy, whatever it may be. Lord, I give it to you. I pray that you would replace it with feelings of whatever you would like, worthiness, love, acceptance, confidence. Um, And you just ask him to do that supernaturally. So it's very much so emotional and very Mm -hmm. much so spiritual. It kind of like, its it works in tandem. And I've done this so many times and it's so healing. I've walked so many women through it. It's so healing. And um, another thing is, And I'll stop here. That's the last thing I'll say is after you go through that, you usually feel like a, a burden is lifted. You feel a little lighter. But if not, sometimes after that you get to another emotion that was hiding underneath. Because a lot of times these build upon one another, create a framework within your mind, a framework of beliefs, a framework of emotions, a stronghold, an emotional and mental stronghold in your mind. And so now it's like, okay, I have healed and dealt with that, but now. There are these underlying emotions uh, and feelings and messages that I need to address. And you go through the same process. And so for a lot of women, I walk through it and for myself as well, like it may take multiple days, you know, multiple. Oh yeah. You know, and, and but it's a beautiful thing because you get to partner with the Lord um and really stand on his truth. And it's a beautiful um healing exercise. Um, so mm-hmm. I love the the letter to the younger self so powerful. Uh, this is another uh, thing that has been powerful in my life. Um, and I don't know why it's called three easy steps. Cause I think that's more than three steps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's you kind of took the words out of my mouth. Cause as you were talking, I was just thinking to myself, yeah, it's like partnering with God in our emotions, which is something we're big advocates of here because for so long through, I'll just say bad theology, we've taught to be against our emotions or tell our emotions to shut up or tell them, you know, this and that. And it's like, No, God gave us these emotions for a reason. A lot of times to be introspective and to see what those messages are that we need to heal or fix or learn from. Um, And so we love the idea of partnering with God with our emotions, because I like, just like you said earlier, there's some stuff you just don't want to open. I remember when I was in my healing phase, it was just Pandora's box, my past.
1: And it's
0: just like, if I open this, I don't know where it's going to lead. Like if I reopen this part of my life, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back from it. Like mentally, I really just don't want to deal with that. I want to move on and be happy. But the problem is that these internal scripts are still running your life in the background. And the issue, right. And, you know, we always say we repeat what we don't repair and so it's it's running in the undercurrent of your choices and the way that you believe people see you and the way that you show up in the world when you don't reframe these narratives for yourself which takes digging them up um and for me i think there was just a year of healing it was after actually i had become a divorced newly single mom and everything kind of hit rock bottom and i had to rebuild my life and it was just like okay this is my season of healing of really figuring out why i made the choices i made why do i Cling to the things I'm clinging to? Why am I trying to find my image in the things I'm finding them in? Um, and just having that real space. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Like, once you go through that and you work it out, you just come out a different person. I look back and I'm like, who is yeah. she? <laughs> who was she? You know, I yeah. feel like a completely different person. Um, not that yes. I never get insecure again. And this is what I was going to bring up. It's like, Not that doubts never come up again. You and I are people who do things publicly and we're showing up publicly and online Mm -hmm. and we're very visible and that's a vulnerable place to be in, especially in this social media world. And so I'm curious, like speeding up to today, again, like I said, some people might see you or see me and think, Oh, they're just confident women. They were, they've always been that way or whatever it is, or they don't Mm -hmm. struggle with it now maybe because we speak on a stage or, whatever it is Mm -hmm. but that's not true like we're all still human Mm -hmm. what helps you just i don't know in today's world in today's work push through doubts push through re-triggerings or lies or when you show up and then you do feel insecure about maybe something you just posted or stepping out in some type Mm -hmm. of way for those who are listening who want to show up more for their lives who feel called to something but they just feel paralyzed Mm -hmm. by self-consciousness and doubt and insecurity.
1: Yeah. So I teach about the four components yes. of confidence in my book.
0: We love numbers. And, we um, love these listicles.
1: These, <laughs> I'm so here for it, man. You know, just break it down, make it simple, make it plain. Um, and so these uh, four components, whenever you establish mm-hmm. them, preferably in Christ, because you can be confident, but not confident in Christ. But whenever you establish them, that's what builds confidence. Um, So our goal as Christian women is to establish these four components in Christ. And so whenever we're dealing with insecurity in particular, you're usually lacking one of the four components of confidence, if not more than one. And so the four components of confidence are clarity, Mm -hmm. connection, competency, and conviction. So clarity is essentially knowing who you are so that you can know what to do. This has to do with embracing your God-given identity and also defining your design, because a lot of times we feel the pressure to be someone else, show up as someone else, because we don't know who we are. We don't have that clarity. We have not defined our design. Um, And so embracing the identity that God has already given you and defining your design will free you up to feel like, okay, I can move with confidence because I don't have to be anyone else. I know that this is what God has called me to. I have that clarity. I have that direction. Then there's connection. Connection is your connection with God and your connection with others. Connection with God has to come first because your relationship with the Lord is the one relationship that affects every other relationship. He's the one who helps you pick your people. And he's the one who gives you eyes and ears for Mm -hmm. discernment. Um, And so I, I know for many years of my life, when I did not partner with God in picking my people, I had poor relationships. And those people spoke over mm-hmm. my life, which made me right. insecure based on the things that they were telling me not about right. myself. And I no longer had clarity because of my connections. <laughs> and it's just, it, it, it really affects you. And what I've found is I can always tell the quality of a woman's confidence based on the health of True. her relationships and health is her health, maybe not health, but the quality of people that she's surrounded with, because she could be healing, she could be going through something in her relationships. That's, I I give grace for that, but I'm talking about the types of people she chooses. You can tell what she believes about herself and what she believes she deserves. Um, and so choosing to surround ourselves with the right people, Mm -hmm. um, is, is going to make a huge impact in our confidence. And so there could be a level of insecurity that we have, um, because of the voices around us. And so if it's a connection issue that, yeah. you know, you can go to the Lord and he can help you with that. And then there is the competency piece. Um, when it comes to competency, the more competent you are at anything, the more confident you're going to be, as you and I know, you get better at speaking. You, you feel more comfortable speaking, right? You just, it, you get the reps mm-hmm. in. However, whenever it comes to finding confidence in Christ and a confidence that expands beyond um like uh, niches <laughs> and one lane, one track, um, is expanding your capacity first and foremost, which means you're creating room to receive more because if you receive more, if you try to renew your mind, if you try to, you know, have good things in your life, but you have no capacity for it because you're unhealed, you haven't been delivered, whatever it may be, then it, it, it doesn't go in. It's like a, the way I describe it, it's like holes at right. the bottom of a bucket. doesn't matter how much you pour in, doesn't it's going to drop right on out. Yeah. Right. So you need your, to expand your capacity to receive and also to retain. Um, and then after that, so that is, that has to do with healing, um, emotional, spiritual, and mental. Yeah, And then, um, and then there's the sharpen your ability. So when it comes to our confidence, you need to sharpen your ability to renew your mind. This is updating that programming. And I have this, uh, a five-step You know, you start with your beliefs, which is your faith. And it leads to your focus, which are your thoughts and your, um, your, uh, your thoughts and Mm -hmm. your words, which leads to your feelings. Our feelings drive us many times, which leads to your actions, which leads to the feedback of your life. And it creates a loop, you know, so we have to take command of that and renew our minds, but healing has to come first. Um, and then finally there's conviction because nothing matters if You don't have a big why that's driving you many times for me, because I've done a lot of the inner work, because I have clarity, because I have connection, I have a great level of uh, competency, not perfect, but I've established those things. Many times when I'm dealing with insecurity, it falls into the conviction bucket. I'm only thinking Mm -hmm. about myself. I'm only thinking about how is this going to affect me? What are people going to think about me? me? How do I look? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like I am not thinking about the day that I stand before God and have to give give given account for everything that I've done. And I'm not thinking about the woman who is praying for whatever it is that I have to offer. She doesn't right. care what I'm wearing. You know, she needs this breakthrough. So I need to ensure that my conviction is for her. I have, I have, uh, mm-hmm. someone, that I'm answering to. I have someone that I'm responsible to. So conviction is all about knowing your responsibility and using your authority. Um, and so when all of these things work together, it builds a healthy sense of confidence. And so, um, that's how I deal with insecurities as they arise. I ask myself, what is it that I'm lacking? My lacking clarity. Is this the connection piece? Have I not spoken to God about it? Is it the voices around me? are my friendship, do I need to cultivate those? Um, do I need to renew my mind? Or you know, do I just need to have a conviction that's greater than my fears that helps me to override my insecurities? Not that they'll never arise, but I need something more mm-hmm. important to ensure I'm going to push through anyway. So um, that, that was, yes, was
0: all of that. It's funny as I'm thinking about these things, I do feel like, and not that, age has to be a factor because you can be young and confident. Right. Um, We know Second Timothy 412. But for me, it has age has been a factor. I have to say, like, first, I'm loving my 30s, but like over time with age, I think that has helped because I don't know, like you're building, like you're building your life and you're learning. And I know my twenties were all about destruct, deconstructing mm-hmm. things that happened to me in my past and relearning those messages. And you're, you know, breaking off from your parents and your household and you're reforming the type of person that you want to be, or the type of household that you want to have, or the cycles that you want to break. I get a lot of like, women in their early 20s who don't feel confident or they don't feel like they know where they're going or they don't or they feel lost. And I just wanted to encourage to just continue with the process, you know, um, and to continue to do the work that conviction part is really big because insecurity tends to be self-focused. And I really do believe Absolutely. the cure to that is is being others-focused.
1: Absolutely. The
0: moment that we get up and speak and we're thinking about ourselves or the way that we look, or even if you're not publicly speaking, even if you have like some level of social anxiety, going into social situations or meeting yes. new people, you're thinking about what do they think about me? And one of the things I always encourage people right. to do is think about the other person in the sense of, Get to know them ask questions about them you know listen to them yes. and it, enjoy the discovery of learning other people because one people love talking about themselves so <laughs> it's a great start but two as they're talking you'll find a lot of times that you guys have some things in common but also that people are more interested in the message aspect um, of what you have to say i know that can be difficult when we live in a social media image driven world but you just kind of let that go. Like I'm at a point where I'm like, if the stomach rolls show on the reels, they're just gonna show. <laughs> like you know, if I miss, if I stumble on a word, I'm just gonna stumble on a word. I'm not gonna re-record it. Yeah. I'm not gonna re-say it. These are all the things that I wish I heard my younger self. Heard and um, I'm really excited about your book, and I really hope you guys check it out. It'll be in the show notes, so definitely grab it. Amanda, is there any encouragement you would like to leave with our listeners? Either that's generally from the book, or that's just on your heart as we're talking about these things right now.
1: Yes, I would just say that the world needs who you are. God designed you with a specific intent and purpose. And you becoming all that he's created you to be is a blessing to the world. You have no idea how many Mm -hmm. people you'll touch and how much impact you'll create, whether going deep or wide or both, because you made the choice to establish your confidence in Christ and be everything that he's called you to be. So I'm really excited for everyone who's ready to take that journey
0: amen it just brought up to my mind when you were talking about design and you're like god why did you make me so short um (laughs) i'm five two we have a small bit of a high difference i'm being short your whole life or even just thinking about like these things about about your makeup whether it is that you're a Mm -hmm. woman or you're shorter or you look younger than your age Mm -hmm. and you said you know but god said that you know it's so that my power would be evident through someone yes. so small, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. I just felt that as a fellow small woman, I don't know if we have yes. any other small women listening, but stand in your small yes. power. Um, there you go. <laughs> and I just had to That's close hilarious. with that one. Cause I felt that I in it. my soul. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I had pe- I had all the short women coming out of the woodworks in my comments, which I appreciate it because it made me feel like I'm not alone. No, because um, taller people are like, what are you talking about? And all the short people are like, yes, yes, thank you. I needed this so much. I'm like, I'm not 16. I'm a grown right. woman
0: with a family. Like.
1: Yes. Come oh my on. goodness. Um, yeah, especially if I'm not wearing makeup. Right. And I'm, you know, everybody thinks I'm so young.
0: Oh my gosh. It's okay. Well, we pray that that benefits us in the long run. Anyways, Absolutely. thanks guys so much for joining in. Until next time.